You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Welcome, everyone, to another Marketing News Canada podcast episode, Canada's number one podcast in all things marketing, advertising, and communications. I'm your host, Ted Lau, podcast host, award-winning agency owner, and full-time family man. Today on the show, we have Adam Brayford. Adam is a past president of the International Association of Business Communicators, British Columbia, a certified strategic communication management professional, winner of the CPRS National Award, a three-time IABC Gold Quill Award winner, a communications award submission judge, and the director of internal communications at StaffBase. With a background in higher education, technology, not profit, in-house communications, consulting, hosting, and speaking, Adam loves blending strategy and creativity to execute exceptional communications. Adam, how's it been? Good. Thanks for having me. Long time no see. Yeah, well, it's been some time. I was before the call. So for the audience, Adam and I have known each other for probably you know 15 years, but we haven't seen each other in a long time. And it was our producers that were like, hey, you know, we want you to come on the show. And oh, by the way, our host is, is Ted. And it was like, whoa blast from the past. And then when he got on, I was like, wow, you haven't aged a bit. So good for you. (laughs) Botox, man. It's great. (laughs) It's great. So tell us, you know, staff base, it's uh, an internal comms company. Maybe tell us a little bit about that because I haven't really heard much about organizations that solely focus on, on this area of our industry. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, everyone knows marketing communications it's no secret that it suffers from a bit of an identity crisis it's it's less well known i love that topic because you know i've spent the better part of my career trying to explain to my parents what i do so yeah. staff base focuses on internal communication so our mission is to empower leaders and communicators to drive transformation in their companies through internal comms insights strategies and solutions so you know, we recently came together with a company called Banana Tay, which was well known you know, in this part of the woods because it's a homegrown internal email solution that let people really send great, beautiful, strategic, measurable, targeted communication to different employee groups. And now that we've brought that into the fold, StaffBase is that kind of one-stop shop place where companies go if they want to plan and create, distribute, and evaluate their communication across channels. So whether it's a desk worker, a deskless worker, you're communicating to them, you know, through an employee app or an intranet or, you know, Microsoft Teams, you come to StaffBase. That's really cool. And that, I mean, internal comms is definitely a specialty. Like you said, for the better part of your, your career, you've been kind of explaining to your folks what you do. And so how did you get into the internal communications side of the industry? It's fairly niche or niche for our American listeners. Yeah, totally. You know, a lot of people come to comms in general from someplace else. You'll meet a lot of ex-journalists who have hopped over to the you know PR side of communication because they're great at writing, they're great at understanding an audience and, and what they care about and how to meet a fast deadline. I came at communication from a different place. I, I studied communication. I went into communication. I just always did communication through and through. So I spent a good decade uh, doing comms in uh, the post-secondary world. So uh, for a university called Simon Fraser University and getting to know how communications comes to play in a, a large, complex, decentralized setting. So we tell stories in a thoughtful, global, I want to say mature voice on a wide range of topics. 
And ultimately, I thought, you know, I need to diversify and get some different kind of experience. So I kind of did my career in the opposite way that a lot of people do. A lot of people do that kind of like sexy kind of career, uh, you know, an employer young in their career, and Mm -hmm. then they moved something like public sector. And so I've done it in reverse. I I jumped to the private sector and started working with software company called Banana Tag, which led to my work here with Stacks. And where I really saw the opportunity is with these two companies coming together at a time when the field of internal communication was really growing, partly because of COVID, and when our own internal audiences were going through massive change. We were a company that was leading kind of like technology side of internal communication, but there was an opportunity to really do a great job of it for ourselves as well. And to really think of what our employees and our internal audiences need when they're going through those changes. So, you know, I kind of was in the right place at the right time, got to create that opportunity and never look back. So it's been 18 months since the lockdown for COVID. And we all know that at least as a business owner running an agency, my internal communication, I've had to be very intentional about how I preserve culture, how I lead the organization, especially we're all working remotely for the most part. What have you learned over that time in terms of how to grow internal communications and what's changed? Yeah, it's changed everything because suddenly people are working remote or they're on location work is being directly impacted in a very personal way. And your employees and your other internal stakeholders are dealing with a lot of problems outside of their work. You find leaders, the leaders that you're advising as an internal comms pro, they're just trying to keep the ship afloat (laughs) in all that change and disruption. So what I was seeing is certainly at the beginning of the pandemic, every CEO and their uncle was asking, you know, what's the best way to communicate with my people? How can I show that I'm making the right decisions, not only for my business, but for them? And how do I build trust when I really can't look at my people face to face? So what I found in an organization that had you know, me as one communication person is, you know, suddenly we're writing our crisis communication plan and immediately implementing it. You know, we're launching an intranet overnight, which not the way I'd recommend it, you know, and, and it's safe to say that that intranet's not the same one we have today. And, you know, we're struggling to maintain some sort of sense of employee culture when the rug is being swept beneath you. So I think the biggest thing that I learned about internal communication is that to me, maybe the most important skill that communicators have is their really good sense of audience. Because we spend a lot of time thinking about our audience's experience, what they're going through, and how to meet them there and bring them on you know, the journey that your business is going through. And there were, you know, times when you just can't move as quick as you want to, you know, you have to, you know, understand what your employee experience is like in and out of the office and help your your leadership to to understand that. At the same time as the pandemic, staff base and banana tag going through a merger, that's a lot of change all at once. So we had to learn to listen to our employees. Sometimes we got some tough feedback and just address that head on and honestly and you know, give them a reason to keep being inspired in a tough time. When you were talking about this, I was hearing, really, we got to be somehow honest and, and vulnerable in our communication. I think that's something that I keep hearing over all the leaders that I've been talking to. And how do you do that while communicating the company vision? How do you do it in a way that's human, yet you know, you're communicating sometimes you know, from the top down? How do you find that balance? 
Yeah, I think the biggest misconception about leadership communication is that people need a larger than life personification of, you know, just this perfect person to look up to and be motivated by. And the honest truth is that leaders don't have all the answers. And so what's nice is, you know, compared to being a leader on a media interview versus talking to people, you have a little bit more leeway in internal communication to be vulnerable about that. So, you know, if you make a mistake, you can admit it, you can say what you learned by it. And encouraging a failure culture, which I'm sure you've had other guests talk about much more eloquently than me, it brings a sense of psychological safety and, and does a lot for your, your leader's reputation. So there is a bit of a balancing act in that and, and that your internal comms professional comes in and and helps navigate that. Okay, so I mean, in terms of internal communication, a lot of a lot of folks like myself, when I started my agency, I, I serviced a lot of internal comms people because you know my my agency, Ballistic Arts, we were a much smaller firm, and and internal comms people would joke, I don't have enough budget, so I'm going to hire a smaller agency. But as we've grown, we've you know serviced external comms and whatnot. But I know that there's some kind of way to interweave the two, and how do you do it without stepping on each other's toes? Because I've never worked inside a, a, an organization with both both departments. So any thoughts? Yeah, you know what, the way that internal comms can integrate with external comms and marketing is actually my favorite part of internal comms. Because in an organization that you know has not invested in internal communication, what you're saying to employees tends to be off the side of someone's desk. So it's you know, either you know, with HR and or comms or marketing, and we're obsessing over our customers experience, but who's obsessing over your internal audiences. And the opportunity lies when you're thinking about your next big product launch or campaign, how can you engage your people early on as brand champions? How can you get them excited about and bought into where you're going next and leverage that excitement to to fuel that marketing further? So there's a whole branch of internal communication called employee advocacy that, you know, that's a whole nother podcast Mm -hmm. episode. But, you know, I think back to my days working for a university where we'd open these fantastic new high-tech buildings and new cities that had this major impact. But because being a public institution, they were being very prudent with their spending, they didn't have a lot of investment in that internal piece yet. And so the opportunity would have been to, you know, throw a big internal launch event, you know, teach your people the facts about this new building and what it's doing, give them a t-shirt to get them excited about that new launch. And then you've got, you know, a couple thousand more people who are out there in the community talking about it. So always better for your people to hear about stuff that you're launching as you're thinking about launching it instead of hearing it along with, you know, anyone in the public. So that's great. So I think that's, a lot of people in the video game world have done that successfully, right? You hear that, oh, well, I know, yes, the the pool table or the foosball table is not quite exactly that anymore. But I think they did try to pioneer that a little bit, get advocates. And so where do you start in today's day of a remote work? Everyone's a little bit bootstrapped for cash, um, given where things are at. Any suggestions on, on where we start? Yeah, you know, I think... A lot of companies who haven't invested in internal communication before are starting to. We see that all the time. Certainly at StaffBase, there's you know more and more people coming to us than ever before. And that's why we've been very lucky during the pandemic, given that we you know, work in the area of employee experience to keep growing. But if you're just starting to invest in it and you have room for maybe funding one role, I always recommend start at the top. 
So there's no sense in hiring someone to do the activities of communication if you haven't invested in someone who's thinking of the higher level strategy and how it connects the dots between the business, the research that you have, and where you're trying to go. So you really should have someone who has a solid foundation in that, some experience under their belt. You know, I'm always an advocate for someone who's certified, if they're a strategic mm-hmm. communication management professional. And then once they've laid the foundation, they can start to scale up. You can bring in people to support them in a number of different areas from writing to design to internal activation events. And you can start investing in technology too. So I always say that. Hire someone who can work really closely with HR, really closely with marketing, really closely with your CEO and go from there. So I actually have met some folks that are in communication departments where they report up to HR, which isn't done so much anymore. Yet you said, you know, working closely with comms, HR and marketing, who would this person report to? Is it right to the C-suite? Are they part of the C-suite thoughts? And that's one of the reasons why communication has a branding crisis because, you know, (laughs) there's not necessarily one right answer. We see them reporting kind of equally to HR and to communication. And, you know, there's a smaller segment of people who report through marketing and a certain amount of people at the higher level of communication who report directly up to the CEO. Back in the day, I would have said HR is not the right place. But interestingly, having seen it done really successfully here at StaffBase, I I think it can work really well. I think the important thing is that you have someone who is advocating for your internal audience's needs when you're having those conversations, they need to have a seat at the table. So it doesn't really matter if it's comms, but everything should be quite integrated. Okay. Now I wanted to kind of bring this back to your accreditation comment that you just had. And I noticed, you know, oh man, Adam has won a bunch of different awards. So any thoughts to, or insights you want to share with our listeners who may have not won, you know, three gold quills, right? Or a national CPRS award. Any thoughts, like tips? Because not everyone's going to like, oh, have this awesome project. Just, I'm not saying an awesome project just landed on your lap. Like, obviously, you worked for it. But any tips? Yeah, totally. You know what? I was really lucky because I got deeply involved with a professional association alongside of my paid work as a volunteer early on. And I know both you and I have been involved in IABC, the International Association of Business Communicators, tongue twister, uh, in the past. And, you know, I got to be on that board for a couple of three-year stints and really learn communication strategy from the inside out. And that, that's where I got it more than anything in my early years of my career. And so what I always tried to do is to bring that strategic communication planning lens to whatever I was doing. So in my early days, my boss would be asking me for a PowerPoint slide or, mm-hmm. you know, they'd say, mm-hmm. I need a poster, you know, <laughs> the worst thing you want to hear as a communicator. And I think, okay, how can I write this into even just a simple one pager that no one was asking me for at that point and try and bring some strategy to it. So that's kind of how I started on that path. And then really at the end of the day, I think people just psych themselves out when it comes to awards, certification and all that stuff. You know, it's just a matter of trying, failing. I failed at awards just as many times as I've won them. And you know, you get mad and you're mad at the evaluators and then you realize you're mad at yourself and then you improve and you get better. And when it comes to certification, that's a newer area for communication. I think it's only been around for four or so years, but there's a a communication management professional CMP level for your your newer communicators and then the strategic communication management professional level too, which is, I think it's 13 or more years of experience. And 
to me, those are all just opportunities to keep growing, keep learning. I'm not someone who, surprisingly enough, because we've met a lot at networking events, I'm not someone who's comfortable networking and, and just meeting someone new and doing the elevator pitch. But by getting involved in these things like volunteering and, and you know mentoring, learning about awards and all this stuff, you just find yourself meeting people who've been around in board, at least who I felt were much smarter than me and absorbing their genius. If I can be half as genius as some of the mentors I've had, I'm in a good place. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, I think you're doing just fine, Adam. With regards to that common around strategy, I'm interested in seeing, you know, the different people have different ways of deploying strategy, getting inspired around strategy. You know, it's kind of like the creative process. Like everyone has a very different way of doing it. Do you have a, a secret go-to or a toolbox that you lean on? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I'll steal this one from one of the best bosses that I had. Her name is Kristen Linklater, and she's also an SEMP, but she's executive director of communications and marketing at Simon Fraser University. And any project that comes across her desk, she uses one of three tools. And now I better make sure I'm remembering them in the moment. <laughs> You're either going to need a full communication strategy. So that's the full meal deal. You're, you're noting down you know, your business needs. You're analyzing your stakeholders. You've got measurable objectives. You've got budget, timeline, challenges, all that stuff and evaluation. So you either need that. If you kind of got that laid down and you just need to talk about the tactics that need to get done, it's an activity plan. So just a list of who, what, when, where. But failing that, if you're pitching an idea, it's a communication brief. So you're just giving the high-level details that everyone needs to know to get started, and then you engage in that project. And I've always found that to be true. Every, every communication problem can be addressed with one of those three tools. Wow, okay. 
Is there a way to download set template in this brief or is just you kind of done it so many times that you build your own brief and whatnot? Well, you know what? Definitely. The brief, it'll depend on your organization, what's important in terms of high level information. One of the things that I borrow from a coworker, Kyla Sims, the amazing content strategist, is just including a think, feel, do section in that brief. So my CEO is asking how are we going to communicate about you know this amazing acquisition that we've just made? Then I'll include what are employees thinking, feeling, and doing before, and what are they doing after? They really understand what's the dial we're trying to shift here. But beyond that, if you really want to get a good template for communication strategy, you could go to the Gold Quill Awards website, which are the global awards that we've talked about in this interview. And it's an excellent global standard for what to include and how to make it really meaningful. That's great. Well, thank you very much for those tips. I'm sure our listeners would like that. I think just being mindful of time, I want to jump into our little rapid fire round. It has nothing to really do with internal comms, but it's will get to get to know Adam a little bit. And I'm going to ask some super random stuff. Some are going to be calm, some are going to be random. So let me know when you're ready. Oof, I'm not used to being on this side of the table. Okay. Oh, I'm ready. All right. Well, so Thanksgiving and the holidays and all that kind of come and gone or will be coming. And then depending on when this comes out, gone. So we're going to go with your favorite type of pie, pecan, apple, pumpkin, key lime, or pot pie. Oh, pot pie is such a a good one to add. Pecan. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm going to make one this weekend. Yeah, that's good. All right. Would you rather fly, be invisible, or have laser eyes? Ooh, fly. Why? Well, even in the pandemic now, well, I guess you can't travel. You can't travel. You're not going to, you know, use your flying powers, but... I think in, in Canada, the thing is like, it's so expensive to travel anywhere, right? My <laughs> yes. favorite thing is once you get to Europe and then you're on a vacation somewhere and you just have to go everywhere because it's so cheap, right? So if I could save that, I'd, I'd be somewhere new every day. I think my superpower would also get like really cheap cell phone data. I found out that in <laughs> Europe, it is super, super cheap like compared to here. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Favorite place for you to Zen? Mm, I was just there today. This is a weird one. It's called Cafe. It's a cat cafe in Vancouver. I know they have these all around the world, but I'm, I'm right now I'm trying to adopt these two twin brother cats at this place. But basically, you go there. They're all from shelters. You can adopt them. You get a coffee, and then you just sit, and like they come to you, and you pet them, and you can play with them. So I'm not a yoga person. I'm not a meditator. I can't shut my brain off that way. So if I can be distracted by like fur balls of cuddliness, that's a good second. You know what? That's what my wife and daughter did. That's how we actually got our cat, Lily. And so they went to a cafe. They went to another shelter kind of thing and just hung up and just absorbed the catness. Now, I am not a cat human being, so it's just a roommate for me. And this is how they did it. So good on you for that. Amazing. I love small world. Favorite carnival food? Ooh, okay. Gotta be mini donuts, like just covered in sugar. Favorite band you listened to in high school? Mmm, good one. Back in the day, here's a blast from the past. It would probably be Green Day. That was my first CD. Before CD. that, yeah. Before that, I had the local radio station summer cassette best of album. But after that, it was Green Day. Where are you going to go after the COVID restrictions finally lift? Ah, well, interestingly, we have just brought on, and I will be murdered if this news gets out before it goes external tomorrow, but I know this interview is going out after that, 
We've just brought an amazing software company called Velo into the fold at Staffbase, which brings us right into the world of Microsoft. Amazing tool for people who you know might not be using Staffbase as their internet, but they use SharePoint, and it just like turns it into this amazing tool. So that said, offices in a few different places now. We even have some employees in Australia. So both for family reasons and work reasons, you can't get me to Australia fast enough. I have never in, been to Oz. I've yeah, never well, been to Oz. And my my cousin moved there and she's got kids there. And so we've like WhatsApped and, you know, done the whole Zoom thing, but I haven't been. If I could have a life where I live there during our winter and here during our summer, that's perfect. I don't ever need to see rain or snow. I like to ski, but I'm a sun person. Yeah. Well, you could probably do that now, given, you know, well, maybe not right now, but like since we're able to work remotely forever. Probably be able to pull that off. Yeah. Any words of wisdom for our listeners in terms of starting the career or maybe their mid-career or any advice around internal comms you pick, but any thoughts? Yeah. Do you know what? Career advice is so funny because what helps one person be successful isn't what's going to help another person be successful. So I once heard someone tell me the best advice I could give is to say yes to everything. And a lot of the time, I think the best advice you can give someone in communications is to learn how to say no. But <laughs> I think probably the advice that I would give, and hopefully this helps someone, is to not worry about overplanning everything for the future. At least in my career, every job I've done has been like a brand new role in an organization. And that's probably because if you do any kind of assessment of me, I fall on the change happy side of the spectrum. But there's this whole idea of planned happenstance and you know your career will be impacted by some relationship that you make today. And you have no idea how it's going to impact you. But then an opportunity will come down the line and you'll reconnect and it'll turn into something great. And that's kind of how it happens for me. So when it comes to, you know, we talked about applying to awards or certification or volunteering or just having a great time at my job. I know that I'm not always going to get the immediate return, but it's not going to be wasted time in the long run. So it sounds like invest in your time wisely and you have to be good to be lucky almost. Yeah. Yeah, well said. I like that. All right, Adam. Well, thank you very much for your time. Really enjoyed our conversation. I wish you all the best and hopefully you do get to Australia. Oh, you too. Thank you so much for having me, Mr. Ted Lau. All right, Adam. Well, thanks everybody for another great episode of Marketing News Canada. I'm Ted Lau. This is Adam Brayford and we're signing off. See y'all later. Bye now. Bye. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors, Travis Jeffers and The Podfather. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.